Hi, I'm Harini. Hi, I'm Camille. And welcome back to the News Podcast. This week we have Colette Grice, who's going to be talking to us about her fantastic skincare website, her skincare line, and all about having accessible access to skincare products and healthcare products in general for women. We're really excited to have her. Hello. Hi. (laughs) Do you want to introduce the company? Just like you said, your core principles and stuff like that. Like if you want to introduce what it is, just we can plug that. Galen Company, our like mission, I guess, would be that we want to bridge the gap between female self-care, the ideas around that, female wellness and female sexual health. So that is the entire platform's goal is to give you the resources and eventually the products but also we have recommended products on there already um to understand yourself and how to integrate those uh rituals habits whatever you however you want to adopt that into your life we're giving you the resources to do so basically that's that's our goal you know for me it's so incredibly important that women understand that even though generationally speaking, we have always been told that looking after ourselves is something that is a luxury and is something that we shouldn't indulge ourselves in. It's complete bollocks, really, that we should we should be allowed to look after ourselves without any judgment. We should know that that's exactly what we deserve to do because we can't function as people if we don't look after ourselves. And I think generation upon generation has been told that you've just got like a buck up and suck it up I can think about like my own parents for example or my grandparents where my mum would come home from a long day of work and she would still you know be cooking and cleaning or whatever and she'd be sick and it'd be like why aren't you going and lying in bed and looking after yourself and giving yourself the care that you need when my dad would absolutely take that time off and absolutely sit and and look after himself, you know? So it's like, it's reaffirming that you should take time for yourself and it shouldn't lead you to burnout. It shouldn't lead you into those situations where you're sick. You know, if you continue to look after yourself, that's not going to happen. And you're going to be much, a much happier person as well. So it's a very holistic approach to life. And I think that's what fundamentally Galen is doing is changing your lifestyle to consider these things so first of all I think what we'd like to ask you to start off with is what inspires you to start this company uh well it was kind of a a combination of things um I before I came to university I was really keen to kind of instill some uh habits in my life that I hadn't before one including skincare and so I kind of did a bit of a deep dive and I realized how much information one that there is that out there like there are so many skincare products um and also that a lot of people really don't understand why looking after your skin and looking after your health kind of holistically is really important and it kind of sent me down a bit of a rabbit hole and I kind of discovered the kind of wellness thing online and um the self-care era that I think many women find themselves on TikTok and Instagram and all that kind of stuff and you know I have personally had a lot of experiences with complicated sexual health stuff so I um, actually suffer with PMDD so I take medication for that and so for me it was really important to understand that relationship and understand how to look after myself. Could you quickly explain what PMDD is because I 
don't know if you're comfortable with it but also like for other people that are listening yeah no of course so PMDD it's kind of I actually don't know like the full acronym I'm pretty sure it's premenstrual dysphoric disorder um but correct me if I'm wrong on that that's absolutely fine <laughs> um but it's basically like extreme PMS that's the it, it's more than oh, that nice. but that's the best way to describe it um it affects people in different ways but for me it massively impacts my mood so about a year ago year and a half ago um I started to notice that for about two weeks every month I would just have the worst bouts of depression on the planet so it was a fairly consistent experience so like I'd be fine for two weeks I'd be chill and it'd be all good straight after my period and then like in what is like medically known as the luteal phase so after you've ovulated and just before you get on your period like that two week gap I would just be a mess and I obviously dealt with this while I started university so last year and it was just such a nightmare to try and navigate and try and understand what was going on while I was also adjusting to university life so yeah uh, it can be solved in multiple different ways I'm on an antidepressant um but you will always get off with the pill straight off the bat which you know depending on your opinions on the pill that's that's a interesting thing but yeah so I'm on I'm medication for that and um it's really really helped me just manage those moods and manage to actually function you know throughout my my menstrual cycle um it's something that not a lot of people realize is actually quite a serious thing and realize that they have as well you know because it's PMS is kind of just lumped in as this mood swinging horrible grumpy crying thing when actually sometimes it's a, li- a little bit more than that you know that's yeah, what's horrifying honestly like, like the first time I'm hearing about it as well and I'm, I'm like, <laughs> yeah oh, same like, we literally have a feminist podcast <laughs> literally yeah. like my feed is always like stuff to do with periods and feminism and stuff and it's never even come up for me so yeah. like it goes to show how just how undervalued it is mm-hmm. um yeah that I think it's so terrible it's it was it, it was a ride that's for sure because I didn't really <laughs> have it like um for me it was kind of a development of you know me, me getting older and all this kind of stuff so I'd always been a little bit like moody and a bit cry and whatever just before my period but like when I hit kind of 18 19 I really noticed like retrospectively thinking back on it like how much of a dip there was in my mood and you know for a long time I just thought I had depression and then th- and that's what it was and you know that it was just like a blanket feeling like crap all the time. But actually, you know, when I started to track it alongside my period and actually thinking about it in terms of my menstrual cycle, I was like, oh my God, like it's almost like clockwork. Like I ovulate and then within three days I can start to feel myself Mm. getting moody and getting, you know, really like the classic like depression symptoms, like hopeless feeling like you're useless all this all this kind of stuff I'd instantly start to feel it and it would just ramp up towards my period and then like three days into my period four days into my period just as it starts to end I feel fine and I'm like what but yeah it affects a lot of people but yeah it can be kind of manic depressive for some people so they can go like really high really low but yeah for me that's that's the way it affects me and yeah hormone depression so much fun (laughs) (laughs) that's so awful I think especially with like periods it's such like a like you know the phrase and it's like oh she's just on her periods and then yeah so I feel like then when you actually talk about how it does affect you hormonally like it's such a 
there's such like a brick wall there in the conversation that you feel oh, like you sure. can't yeah. I mean how do you have that conversation with men because then it feels like you're just telling them that it's okay to say well she's just not happy yeah. because it doesn't yeah. face you that's so oh my gosh that's so complicated it's so horrible <laughs> I remember having that conversation with my ex-boyfriend at the time and he didn't really get it because he was like oh it's just PMS right it's just like you know and and it's like no it's like I genuinely cannot function in these two weeks properly because of my mental health and it has nothing to do with you know situations it's just my hormones you know and I think our understanding of the way in which our hormones impact our mood is is so limited especially as women that yeah like understanding that process is just kind of yeah (laughs) not not no 100% because like women's health in general like not even just doctors and explaining to other people but I wouldn't recognize symptoms in myself because I would just think it was normal like this is I just have to fight through it like this is this is what is yeah how does then Galen come into that um in terms of like empowering women and educating yeah so obviously one of the big like one of the three core values of the company is spreading awareness that understanding female sexual health and understanding your relationship with that phrase is absolutely paramount to every other aspect of your life you know like there's a lot of things online at the moment about like cycle syncing and understanding how your diet impacts your menstrual cycle and things like that but what's never really discussed is that that is exactly the same you know like looking after you know your vaginal health looking after your hormonal health and things like that that they're exactly like what you're eating what your exercise routines are you know how you you know look after your mental health those things are all linked and sexual health is just kind of left out a lot in terms of that discussion um and it's kind of become this trendy thing but actually it's it's really legitimate in in what it's trying to achieve so that's what the platform is there for in terms of education is understanding you know the basics of like what actually happens when you're having a period what actually happens when you go through menopause what happens when you you know experience the different fluctuations of being a woman throughout your life not just when you just start your period but like also right at the end of it and the bits in the middle you know like how does your body go through pregnancy and you know different things that come along with that as well there's so many elements that are completely looked overlooked in terms of the stuff as a woman you should be considering so that's what we're trying to do is prove that self-care and caring for your uh, for your sexual health is exactly the same thing and yeah we're providing the products and the information <laughs> that's brilliant that's so I interesting think. honestly and I totally agree as well I think there's such like a taboo that goes with especially anything to do with vaginal health like anything to do with women, women's reproductive organs mm. is like a huge like gray spot in either medicine oh, or society sure. or anything so yeah no I think I completely agree with you I think um there's a lot of there's a lot of trends online to do with it I feel that are sometimes good and sometimes not so good so for like for example when you're talking about um taking care of your vaginal health the first thing that comes to my mind is the amount of like scented wipes and like chugging cranberry juice to make it smell good and whatnot and like (laughs) yeah Yeah. like there's so much which if you had to like what are some of the myths that you think is really important to debunk to do with like women's reproductive health you've just mentioned one of my like the ones that instantly comes to mind and I think would for a lot of women that cranberry juice somehow helps UTIs <laughs> what's actually helping you is the fact that you're drinking fluids like that's that's literally it it's just the fact are that you serious drinking. I didn't Honestly, even know that yeah, I didn't know that so, either <laughs> so it's nothing to like they've done like 
very small studies on the impact of cranberry juice. And, and when I mean small, we're talking very limited numbers of women that are actually participating in it, probably of a very similar age as well. But in reality, it's just the fact that you're drinking because the best way to get rid of a UTI is to just flush it out. There's loads of companies that actually provide you with like drinks or juices or gummies that can actually help you get rid of UTIs because they can be really dangerous. And, 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 you know, I'm very lucky. I've never actually had one, but my Mm. sister is somebody that suffers with them quite a lot. And one of the easiest ways to just prevent it happening, even in the first place is to make sure that you're looking after your vagina and your vulva and your reproductive organs, because that's what's going to lead to it, you know, but yeah, cranberry juice, complete myth. You reacted a little bit when I mentioned about having like scented wipes. I don't know if that's what Yeah, that's, yeah like femme fresh and things like that they scare me they actually scare me these companies because um a lot of the time okay wipes they will contain chemicals that are absolutely horrendous in messing with your ph balance because i don't know if a lot of women know this but your vagina actually has a a natural ph level Mm -hmm. and it will absolutely keep that in balance you know and unless you have some sort of medical condition that will prevent that from naturally doing it but 90% 90% of women are fine and their, their vagina will keep itself at a normal level. Things like fan fresh, like sprays and uh, specific lubricants and things like that. When you, as soon as you use them, they immediately disrupt that, which can lead to irritation, can lead to yeast infections, can lead to all sorts of random crap that people just don't even realize. And they're like, why am I suffering with this? And it's because you're using you know a product that's not designed even vaguely to consider how your vagina actually works or your vulva or 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 whatever element that it's impacted it's it's quite scary yeah I can imagine it's it must have been such a learning curve then to set up the whole business and company like talking to psychiatrists and talking to doctors and getting all the expert opinions like you must have Mm. learned a lot how then I spent a lot of time reading (laughs) (laughs) yeah I can imagine (laughs) Um, how do then your skincare products differ to the ones available on the market? Well, you know, obviously at the moment we're just a um, information-based platform, but yeah. the ones in terms in terms of the ones that we recommend, yeah, um, I am really, really, really big on clean products. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of um, people don't realize how many ingredients are put into your skincare that are completely unnecessary and that are actually really damaging. It's quite shocking how many drugstore uh, companies have things in it like limonene or linenol or dimethicone, which are all plastics and completely unnecessary on your skin that just ultimately cause the problems you're trying to solve. So for example, dimethicone is a silicone so if you have a face wash for example that has that in it it's going to leave a layer of silicone on your skin which means that any product you use afterwards is going to be intermingling with all these plastics and just be completely useless so for me skincare is such a ritual and such a caring time to just affirm to yourself you're looking after yourself that if you're not using products that are actually one effective and two that are clean it's just not going to be a good experience and you're going to be battling irritation and all this kind of stuff. So yeah, it's, that's what my aim, especially when I'm recommending products at the moment and eventually we will uh, produce our own is that they will be clean and you don't have to worry that you're going to have 
whatever the hell they put in it these days um in them so yeah that's what's really really important for me so yeah that's so inspiring and I think it's funny <laughs> yeah. that like women historically you know the the stereotypical role is the caregiver and this and that but we forget that we have to give care to ourselves like we give it yeah, to everyone be. but ourselves yeah. um mm-hmm. no that's really inspiring thank you for that yeah <laughs> so I think it's so interesting when you mentioned your mom as well because like I was thinking the exact same thing like, it's so true when my dad is sick he takes time off when my yeah. mom is sick my I don't think my mom has ever taken a sick day I still I remember after yeah. she had her first COVID jab and it basically gave her COVID like she was so deeply I think she was allergic to the COVID jab and she still yeah. went to work I know my mom was the same <laughs> she she was like so sick and she's like it's fine and she's just like cooking and cleaning and I'm like you should be in bed like women burn yeah. out so quickly because there's this like societal expectation this double standard that we should mm-hmm. be doing this thing and what's really funny is I feel like our generation feels like we're not impacted by that because we've had you know obviously the Me Too movement we've had all these waves of feminism that supposedly have changed our attitudes but actually I think if I think about the way I behave or have behaved towards those kind of ideas they're kind of ingrained because they've I've, I've seen it my whole life that yeah. you know oh I should be caring for the other person or I should be doing this or you know I'll be fine you know so, I, totally, I totally yeah. agree with you I think it's so great I was actually thinking that especially um for context Colette also goes to Cambridge but I think especially <laughs> with like when you have lots of like a lot a lot a lot of work and responsibilities and so yeah. universities like that my friends and I who are for high and saying anonymous we were talking about this actually in last term when we had exams because we yeah. were pulling such long hours in the early morning yeah. the late night that we literally felt too guilty to shower or wash our hair and I remember I mentioned it to her and I was like I feel disgusting I've not showered in like a week and a half I've not washed my hair in longer than that like I'm disgusting but like I need to be in the library like I can't if I wake up half an hour late how am I then gonna like spend time pampering myself and putting like a whole like conditioner shampoo everything oh my making God, myself so. feel good when like I have work to do yeah. and, it was, and I was so glad that she agreed with me she was like no I've been doing the same thing like I've not showered or washed <laughs> my hair in so long because I was thinking I was feeling disgusting and I was like how yeah. do you say this to someone yeah like and admit that to someone but like I was so glad I mean I was glad that it wasn't just me but also like it's sad that actually that's how we feel because I also know that like as much as my male friends were like hardcore revising and doing all this kind of stuff that they were also still functioning absolutely fine going do it's like one of my friends is an engineer and he uh rose so he was out there doing all the rowing doing all the things that he needs to do for that (laughs) and still revising so you know whereas I was like absolutely the same mentality of if I wake up like 20 minutes too late I've got 20 minutes less to do the work that I need to do I need to get it done because if I don't then I'm gonna this is gonna happen and that's gonna happen and you know I can see it in my female friends so much that there's this fear that we're like not gonna you know like the anxiety takes over and we're like we've got to just do it and and get over it and it's fine if you know I haven't eaten breakfast and I haven't done you know the things that I actually need to do because like it's it's so subconscious that these belief systems have impacted us purely and simply because of our gender that it's Mm -hmm. really important I think I think you've definitely hit the nail on the head with the whole like the mentality of like just get over it just move on like it's, it's done it's done like there's no going back just, just keep going I think that's so ingrained in women yeah be it, like revision or having like microaggressions or whatever it is like the whole thing mm-hmm. of just like it's fine whatever I don't have time to think about it what's the next yeah. thing that I need to be doing yeah I know sure. we, 
almost like we're running over time but um I think a good question maybe to end on is leading on from that but how would you recommend then incorporating care into women's lifestyles especially as students like with Mm. the stress and with the anxieties because we all have it like yeah again like I do feel guilty like if I'm sat there for 20 minutes at the end of the day like putting on like my face masks and like this and that I feel like I'm just wasting time so how would you then recommend like incorporating yeah this is a question I've been given a lot especially as as time has gone on people like how do I do it my my go-to answer every single time is keep it as simple as possible because it's people underestimate the empower of doing something that takes five minutes so if I'm feeling anxious for example or I can feel myself starting to get overwhelmed you know one of the things I absolutely love to do is read so I'll be like right okay I don't even care if I only read three pages I'm going to spend five minutes chilling out and I'm going to read or you know if I've had a really long stressful day I'm a green tea lover so I'll be like right I'm just going to spend five minutes focusing just on making my green tea or spending that extra five minutes in the shower so you can put a, a hair mask in and just kind of let it do its thing and you know you've got some something nice that you've done it's the little luxuries that so many people look over that actually really help you keep grounded keep sane you know if you feel yourself unfocused and distressed while you're trying to work like be like I'm just gonna spend five minutes I'm not gonna look at my phone I'm just gonna wander outside I'm gonna get some fresh air for a second you know and that's it that's all and and you will notice the difference when you actually acknowledge that you're stressed when you acknowledge that you're not feeling okay or that if you aren't habitually looking after yourself that those feelings are always going to be there but if you are you know I've got these five minutes I'm all good I'm okay I can feel that and you know yeah like sitting and doing a face mask, face mask for 30 minutes while you watch your favorite TV show is always going to be fun. But as you say, we don't always have time for that. But don't underestimate the power of small things. I think that's definitely my go-to because it really does just change your perspective on how stressed you feel or how overwhelmed you feel or that you don't feel like you're looking after yourself because you know you are, even if it's only for five minutes. <laughs> yeah, I like That's such a nice thing to end on. Yeah. thank you for coming on enjoyed that conversation a lot like I've learned a lot in those 20 minutes that we've been filming for thank you so much for listening this week if you enjoyed this episode or you would like to appear on one we would absolutely love to hear from you you can email us at admin at newslondon.co.uk or more likely you can dm us on our instagram at news underscore ldn and all of these episodes are available to listen to on every single streaming platform out there or can be found along with our blog our gallery and our hype page on www.newslondon.co.uk have a good week <laughs>